0: So I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this as a mom, but I am not a great multitasker. Um, When things are out of sight, I easily let them go out of mind. (laughs) And I've gotten better because, obviously, as a mom, it's not really effective to not think of your children when you're not with them. But um, (laughs) just. My boys don't let me live down some of the horrible things that have happened because I'm not paying attention, especially on long road trips. When they were little and they would plug in a DVD in the back seat, and I'd be driving a 15-hour drive to Oregon, um, I like to listen to audiobooks. And I don't take my eyes off the road, don't get me wrong there, but the important things about driving often go outside of, out of mind when I'm listening to a good audiobook to pass the time. And I, embarrassingly enough have missed an exit by about 60 miles, and I have run out of gas because out of sight, out of mind, right? And you know, between Green River and Fruta, there's quite a distance there on I 70. And if you don't pay attention that your last chance for gas is in Green River, and you get halfway, literally halfway between Green River and Fruta, and your gas light comes on, and your car is smart enough to tell you you have 45 miles left to drive, but you look at the sign and it says 47 miles to Fruta, you're like, oh. This is going to be interesting, and you have to decide, I'm going to go back, or am I going to continue on? I continued on. I got within one mile of Fruta. (laughs) I know, it was so hard, but they won't let me live that down. The missed exit in southern Idaho, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you're supposed to end up in Salt Lake City, and I got within 20 miles of Pocatello, and I was like, why am i almost to pocatello i've never been here before and i've made this drive a lot of times and so i saw pocatello it's beautiful by the way i easily let things out of sight out of mind but we serve a god that never does that and i am so so grateful that he does not let things out of sight out of mind he has his eye on the whole world All the time. His eye is on every member of his creation all the time, and he holds us in his mind and in his heart, and he loves us so dearly. But I know that oftentimes, as Christians, we are guilty of letting things get out of sight and out of mind, especially in our cozy, comfy U.S. home, where we have so many conveniences at our fingertips. It's really easy to forget that there is a whole globe out there of people that God has his eye on and he loves them so dearly and it's really easy to forget that we have missionaries that are serving abroad all the time working hard to accomplish the kingdom of God and help it move forward in places that are not comfortable and so I want to challenge us this morning to think more globally about God's mission because we've been challenging you as a church in this series to think about the whole world but start in your own heart, to start in your own workplace, in your own family, in your own friend group, to think about what God has for you there and why are you there, your why? Why did God put you there? I hope you've been wrestling with that question and being ready to step out in faith and accomplish His mission for your life, for where you're planted. When I was 18 years old, I could not wait to get out of my small town and I wanted to go serve Jesus for five weeks of my young adult life, I thought this is going to be a great way to set foot out into adulthood, get some independence. I wanted to go to Africa. I wanted to go to, on a trip where I didn't know any people. And I wanted to experience real independence on the mission field. So I searched. Actually, yes, we could search in 1999 on a search engine. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was called. But I went in the library computer at school and I searched up short-term international or africa mission trip and i found a group and i started raising funds well they canceled the trip to africa but they did send us to south america because there was some political unrest in the country in africa we were going to go to but i got to go to bolivia and i'm so glad that i did because god gave me a radical change of heart when i got out of here and i got outside of my comfort zone he showed me I'm so grateful that he wanted more than five weeks of my life. And I went home forever changed because I knew that he had put his kingdom in my heart to serve his favorite creation. Every person on the globe, he put them in my heart ahead of what I had for my career plans. And I'm so, so grateful that he did. Because I would have never thought that that small step, five weeks, would lead to another step and another step. And now I can, I can just humbly declare to you that he has led me to be the youth pastor for hundreds of students in Montrose, Colorado, and I could have never dreamed of what he would do with my life. But his little yeses, when I step out in faith, he's met me every step of the way, and I'm so grateful that he invites us into his mission. Because when you say yes to God, he opens doors. And He lets you go places that you never thought you would go. And he, gets, he puts in you the power of His Holy Spirit to accomplish incredible miracles. And I hope that you're really thinking about what He has for you, starting here. What does He have for you in your family, your workplace, your friend group? Because it's so, so good when God opens a door for you because you say yes to Him. Seven months ago, We got to go to Togo, Africa. I finally got to go to Africa. I was so excited. We met the family that our church here supports, the Wodragos. They were with us a couple years ago for the summer and part of the fall, and we really got to know Ezekiel, their oldest son. He was part of the youth group, and I was like, that kid is part of our youth group no matter where he is in this world, and I really want to go support him. So I started to form a team, and we really wanted to seek God and make sure that God said yes to Togo, that we would form this team and go on this missions trip with God's favor. So as the team was forming, we met after church one Sunday in the youth center. And we, I just said, Hey guys, let's pray. Let's make sure that this is what God has for us. So we prayed that day. And then I said, go home and pray for the week and see what God says to you. And so we dismissed that meeting and it wasn't 10 minutes after we left. My husband, Mike had driven separately and he left and he sent me a text message and it was a picture of the Applebee's sign out here on Townsend. I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but now you will notice it every time. It says, Togo is open. (laughs) And I know, I love it because they forgot to put the space or make the space big enough between the two, go, is open. But that was our sign and we were like, all right, God, we're going to Togo. (laughs) And it's so good because now whenever I see that sign, I remember to pray and I hope that you will too. Togo is open to the heart of God through us. And it was so, so exciting. It was a really, really good trip because it stretched me in my faith quite a bit. There's this progression that God takes us on when we say yes to Him. And let's take a look at it in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. The progression that He takes us on when we say a little yes to Him. This is Acts 1, 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Maybe you don't see it there. Let me spell it out for you. Jerusalem's the city they live in. If they say yes to be a witness to Jesus there, then he says Judea, which is like a county around Jerusalem. And then they say yes to that and he opens up Samaria, which is like a state. And to the ends of the earth god wants your yes to continue to open doors because he wants to send us out to the ends of the earth and it is so exciting but maybe you're like me and you're not always so excited about that because it's real comfy here (laughs) right i love our ac i love the feeling of being comfortable in my own home in my own bed so i make a lot of excuses maybe you do too and one of them that maybe we shouldn't call it an excuse, but we need to be aware of how it creates complacency in us, is when we say something like, well, we need to take care of things locally first, because that's the mission that God gave us. Start in Jerusalem. And so we just get stuck on mantras. And I want you to, want you to know that, yes, reach Montrose. Absolutely start locally first. That's why I'm wearing this T-shirt and we're pushing Serve the City next weekend is because we want to go as a church and reach our community well with the love of Jesus. We want you to go to Music by the River and talk to somebody that you don't know and hopefully offer them the hope of Jesus that we all carry inside of us. And we're going to have his power when we do that. And yes, let's take care of things locally, but let's not use that as an excuse to not carry the nations in our heart because God has a heart for all people, for all people to come to Him, and I sure hope yes, we're saying yes to witnessing to our neighbors. But we need to also be aware of what He has for us across borders and what He's doing though there. Also, if we will step outside of our comfort zone, He always meets us with abundant blessings. For a tiny mustard seed-sized faith, He has incredible blessings when we allow ourselves to be uncomfortable. Let me show you a picture of my roommate in Togo. It's not Mike, (laughs) he was there too, but this uh, type of spider, Ezekiel tells me, is the good kind. And they're about this big and they're on all the walls. And he's like, Sarah, those are the good kind. We don't kill them because they eat the bugs. And I was like, well, that's cool. But if it gets near me, I'm I'm violent. So, so there was this one of these in my room and it stayed in the same spot, I'm pretty sure. Don't tell me otherwise, okay? But every night when I would go to bed, he was up on the wall above the closet and I could see him and I would, before I could, would turn out the light, I'd be like, all right, dude, we good. Because if you stay there, then I can sleep. So I turn out the light and then, yeah, first thing in the morning, I'd sit up and be like, okay, good job. You stay there, I'll stay here. We're all good. And that's a funny a funny thing about my own comfort but also I think we censor what we allow ourselves to see in the world sometimes because it's overwhelming and while we we're in Togo we got the amazing privilege to partner with a ministry there this that feeds the homeless children on the beach and in the city and we got to go with them one day to feed those kids and I will never forget that experience And i'm so glad that i did not allow myself to just say no it's too overwhelming but that god put it in me to go and see firsthand the suffering that exists in the world and i want to challenge you that it's okay to let your heart be broken it's okay to see things in the world that break your heart because god's heart is breaking too and it's okay to allow him to show you hungry children and it, for it to break your heart and for it to stir something within you when we got to feed those kids i was overwhelmed overwhelmed by how this could be happening but also god put a prayer in my heart that i can con- can continue to pray over those kids there was this little girl that came up to us at the first location she was just tiny she couldn't have been more than three or four in her underwear And we had just given out all of our food at that location, and she came up to us, and she just looked at us, and I was like, we have to do something about this. And so we called the people who had the the food for the secondary location in the car, and we said, bring one more. And we gave it to her, and I'm so glad we did, because in that moment, God gave me a prayer for her. As we were driving away, I could see her. She was trucking down the beach, and she was head up, and she was just macking down this chicken and rice like she hadn't eaten in days. And I was able to pray, God, let her never hunger again unless it's hunger for righteousness. And I'm so glad that I let God break my heart that day because now I know and I can partner with him on something that feels overwhelming. But let me reassure you, when you feel overwhelmed, because that's another excuse we use, it's overwhelming Let me reassure you god does not need our help he does not need us to take care of the hungry in the world he does not need us to reach the two billion people who haven't heard the message of the gospel he does not need us god almighty in heaven he invites us into what he's doing he invites us to see the world invites us to see his people that he loves so dearly and be a part of change And it is so, so humbling and so beautiful. It reminds me a little bit of when my kids used to like to do the dishes. Do you remember that? It was a while ago for me. But when they're little and they wanted to help, remember? And it's like, oh, you're not really that helpful, you know? And you probably just want to splash around in the sudsy warm water. But I could see yeah, you really do want to feel significant here. So I'd pull up the chair to the sink and let him stand on it and help, right? And they felt so special that they got to help and be a part of it and feel grown up and like they were contributing. It's like that with God, but even better because we get to help him accomplish what he's doing, but he gives us himself in the form of his Holy Spirit to give us power to actually accomplish it. And it actually is helpful. And it's such a privilege to walk in the ministry that he gives us. Again and again in Togo, do you trust me, Sarah? It was a lesson I was learning. I'm so glad that I did. It's easy to feel detached if we don't let ourselves see the pain in the world. But God can do anything even without us. Acts is the secret. Let's go back to that. You will receive power. This is the answer for the excuse when we say, I am afraid, and it is scary. Like I said, again and again in Togo, do you trust me? Because I was afraid, and I was uncomfortable, and I stood out. Man, I am pale (laughs) and sweaty in December. It's hot in Togo. I don't know how you guys live there in July, but wow. Do you trust me, Sarah? Do you trust me, was what he was teaching me. But he gave me power to accomplish what he was doing through me. And hopefully we were able to encourage some people there. It's so good to step into his power. That's why I love to bring kids to Mexico. We got back about a month ago from our Mexico missions trip. We took teens here from the youth ministry to go build houses for poor families. And I love this trip for teens because it sets them outside of their comfort zone, undistracted time to serve God and see how He can use us. And I love to watch the transformation. It's quick with a kid. That's why I love working with youth. Their hearts change so fast and they get it so fast and they get caught on to what, how God puts His mission in us and what a privilege that is so quickly there because they're undistracted and they're so focused on accomplishing what he has for them to do. We got together last Thursday at my home to have tacos and fellowship together just to spend time together and also we're going to present the trip to the youth this Wednesday so hopefully more kids will sign up for our next trip. But I love this. I asked them, I said, I'm preaching on international missions. You've all gone across a border with the mission of Jesus. What do you want to say to your church family? And almost unanimously, uni, uni, <laughs> almost all of them, why do I try to say big words? <laughs> I work with youth, come on. Okay, almost all of them said, in one girl's words, full send. Do you know what that means in Gen Z? That means don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. And most of them, were talking about fear. Fear that they are going to be unsafe, uncomfortable, that they wouldn't know anybody. They don't speak the language. One of them, she felt like she wasn't going to be useful and able to accomplish something. Full send, church. That's what they have for you. Full send. Don't hesitate. When God says, this is what I have for you, step into it and you will be met with power. And it's such a cool thing when we get to do what He's doing. Undistracted time to see God at work through us will happen if we allow ourselves to be stretched outside of our comfort zones. And I love these short-term trips because they also are an encouragement to our missionaries. Hopefully they feel attached to this church as their home. In Acts 13, the church in Antioch sets a great example for us. If you want to go there with me, this is Acts 13, verses 1 through 3. It says, Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who is called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. And this is the beginning of chapter 13, and it's really easy to skip over those first three verses, but there is something very significant happening here. It lists these five leaders, but then it says that they were worshiping and fasting, and I want you to know that that means the whole church. The entire church was worshiping and fasting, and this word worship, did you know it means Serve. It means minister. They were served the city. That's what they were doing. And they were also praying. And the Holy Spirit spoke to them. It's such a powerful thing because here's what happened. They sent out Saul and Barnabas. Did you know that Saul became Paul and evangelized the entire Roman world and wrote half the New Testament? Did you miss that? They were praying and fasting. They were serving God And he sent out a missionary that changed the world, made it possible for us to receive the gospel here as Gentiles. Do you understand the power? When the church does what it's supposed to do and we start with prayer, we can all do that. We can all pray. We can all fast. Maybe not all of us are sent to go across borders, but we can do what this church is modeling for us and send somebody who will. Move in power. Starting tomorrow at noon until Tuesday at noon, we are going to pray. And I would ask you to fast. Here in the Youth Center, you can meet with us. There'll be, there'll be people around the clock here 24 hours to pray for the mission of Grace Community Church as we go out and serve the city. But I would challenge you to fast and to pray also on your seats around the auditorium. There's a stack of them if you didn't get one. On the back window as you leave but these are listed our international missionaries that grace community church supports and the missions organizations that we currently support and our job is to fast and to pray for them and send them out and help them feel supported it's so so important and i am so glad that my sister in christ malaya Udrago, agreed to come and speak to you today about her heart for international missions
1: Thank you so much, Sarah. It's such a privilege to um, be here today. Um, many of you may not know that I actually went to high school here in Montrose, and I have called um, Grace my home church since I was about 19. So it's such a joy to uh, share with you guys just my heart for international missions. Um, I have a bit of a confession as well. Must be confession someday. But I was a reluctant missionary. I did not actually want to do missions, unlike Sarah. I graduated high school and I felt like God was telling me to go, to go do a discipleship training school and to go to China for two months. I was not interested. (laughs) I did not like Chinese food. I did not want to go to a country that was going to speak a language I didn't understand, where the signs were going to be in a language I couldn't read. I was really like, Lord, do I really have to? But I decided I would do it. Why? Because I loved God so much. And I knew that if He was calling me to do this, that He had a really good reason, and He had a heart and a reason for me to go. And I'm so glad I did, because my life was transformed. And really, I've never left missions, so He knew what He was doing when He told me to do it the first time. But I'm so glad to be a part of what God is doing in the world. And why do we do international missions? Sarah had some amazing points, but really it's because God tells us to. And not only does that verse in Acts, but there's also in Mark 16, um, Jesus says to go into all of the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation. And if you really think about it, God was the first missionary. When Adam and Eve sinned, he went and found them. He went after them and brought them redemption. He clothed them himself. And he continued to show this example over and over again. If you look at Jonah. God called Jonah to go out of his country, to go to a different place to his enemies, and to preach the gospel. He was also reluctant, kind of like me, but thankfully I didn't have to be swallowed by a fish. Um, but he, when he proclaimed the gospel, and God moved. But my favorite part of the, of the whole story of Jonah is that very last verse. And that very last verse, God says, but Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness. People living in spiritual darkness. Gosh, there's so many of those still today. Not to mention all of the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? There is over 2 billion unreached people today in this world living in spiritual darkness, and God's heart beats for them in the same way. He longs for them to know Him. And this is part of why we go. But another thing is that when we do international, like Sarah says, God changes our hearts, too. He starts with us. He shows us part of Him that we wouldn't see otherwise. He shows us how we can be more like Him, and we change. And then we change the way we see other people, too. When we do cross-culture, Sometimes we have a different experience because people will come to us that they wouldn't normally in the States. So my husband here is from Burkina Faso and people just can tell he's different. He talks different, he walks different, he has scars on his face. So they're drawn to him and he can talk to anybody, anywhere, bus, train, side of the road, it does not matter. He can get anybody talking to him. It doesn't work like that for me. People won't talk to me like that. But when we go to Togo, everyone will talk to me because I stick out in Togo. No matter how much I wear their clothes and speak their language, my skin color will never be black. (laughs) And so I can get people to draw and talk to me. And this is one of those things that's an advantage when we go to a new place. People want to know about us. They want to know what are we there for. And it opens that door to bring the gospel, to share the love of Christ. And sometimes it's the only way that people will ever hear. I have a really good friend that works in a Middle Eastern country that is um, a closed country, and he was just recently telling me a story about a young lady that he met. This young lady was working as a translator for an American NGO, and this NGO was there doing work, um, but they were missionaries, really. That's why they were there. And as they were sharing, they do a devotion every morning. And this morning that they shared, they were doing Isaiah 49:15, And it says, Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. And when this young lady heard this verse, she was instantly drawn to this God because her mother did abandon her. Her mother did leave her, and she had no parent to take care of her. And she said, oh, if there is a God that would not forget me, I want to know this God. And so she went to the missionaries and asked, and they'd shared the gospel with her. And she became a Christian. If those missionaries were not there, this woman would have never heard this verse. And there's places all over the world that is still like this. If someone does not come from the outside, these people would never hear. And this is why we do international missions. And we're so glad to be able to be a part of it. And as long-term missionaries, We are so glad when you guys come and visit us, and you come and do the short-term work with us. As Sarah said, you guys are actually our secret sauce. Because sometimes when you're on the field, you get hired, or you start not getting those open doors, but when you guys come, you open those doors. People are drawn to you, and we see so many salvations come from our short-term teams. We see so many doors open, and we're able to move through those after you guys leave. And so you guys are also our secret sauce. And as Appleby says, Togo is open. And we need your prayers, and I hope that you do pray every time you see the Applebee sign for us, because we need your prayers. But there's also a lot of other ways that you could be a part of what we're doing in Togo. And um, one of those things is that we are actually trying to build a water tower that's 100 feet. Oftentimes we have water issues. You can wake up in the morning to no water. That means no shower, no using the toilet. Sarah could probably share some stories about that when she was visiting us. But we're working on building this water tower so that we won't have these issues anymore. Um, And we're about a third of the way through, but we ran out of money. So we need some more finances. If any of you guys are interested to uh, donate towards that, we would really appreciate it. And my husband will be um, at a table in the back and he can share also other ways and other ministries that we are doing. So thank you so much for listening and letting me share with you guys today. Yeah. Thank you, Malaya.
0: god is passionate about international missions and we can be a part of it by supporting our missionaries in prayer and i hope that you can take those handouts and keep them in a place where you will regularly pray for the people that are out there across borders doing the hard work in the uncomfortable places for jesus did you know that the church in antioch is actually the church that paul kept returning to it was his home church And he could go there and be sent out again and again, probably because they gave him rest, reassurance, encouragement. And they sent him out with their prayer and fasting. It's so important for us to stay behind our missionaries and keep them in our mind, even when they're out of sight. And I hope that you know that our missionaries need our support. They need us to get behind them. You can actually be part of a newly formed dream team. The mission's dream team meets the fourth Sunday of every month after this service. They have lunch together in the youth center, and they talk about our international missionaries, our local missionaries too, and how we can support them. They come up with with ways to encourage them, and they're even starting to form some ideas for short-term trips to send adults on. So those people meet with them the fourth Sunday of every month for lunch, after the 11 o'clock service. If you have missions in your heart, it's a great place for you to get started in that. You know, there's a song that we sing a lot here. It's pretty familiar to us, but I hope it hasn't become too familiar because it has some really powerful lyrics. When we sing, So Will I, we're talking about some really powerful things that God can put in our hearts. And I want to show you this lyric video that I found a couple years ago, because the images behind the lyrics are so powerful. If you really pay attention to the beauty that's in the world around you, look at the faces behind the words that we sing. This is the, the latter half of this song. Go ahead and show that. Of down my heart through all of my failure and pride. Created a light of the world, abandoned in darkness to die. And as you speak, a hundred billion feathers disappear. opportunity to sing that song together in a minute, and I want you to really think about what you're singing, because there's a line in there, if the wind goes where you send it, so will I, and I would hope that you wouldn't sing that without meaning it. I can see your heart eight billion different ways. Did you see the flash of those beautiful faces? Eight billion of them, I'm so glad they don't all look like me. God's beauty, so abundant this one really gets me every time if you gave your life to love them so will I and when I sing that it just tears me up because what a privilege that Jesus gave his life for me and I want to give my life to serve him every day hopefully over and over again until I'm old and great I can serve my king he's so worthy revelation pleads this beautiful picture in chapter 7 starting in verse nine. After this, I looked and behold a multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb, a multitude that nobody could number from every nation. Every nation is there, and I'm so glad that Togo is, because those folks can dance. (laughs) And I want to dance with them for all eternity. He is so worthy. And Mexico, they're so hospitable. They have tacos for us, and they act like they know us, and we don't even speak their language, but when we go worship with them, we're brothers and sisters. I'm so glad Mexico will be there, because I'll feel right at home, right next to them, around the throne declaring for all eternity that he is so worthy he is so worthy jesus you are so worthy and thank you that you have the generosity to put your mission in our hearts will you give us our next yes as we sing this song holy spirit would you speak to us about who is to be sent out who we should go talk to next weekend at music by the river God, will you set that in our hearts? Let our hearts break for what breaks yours. Help us to continue to say yes to you and see your your kingdom advance, every tribe, tongue, and nation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for being with us. I hope that God spoke to you. We would love to follow up and care for you any way that we can, so come visit us at gracemontros.org. Say hello. Let us know what we can do to help you grow in him. God bless you.